When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. (laughs) Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Oh, well, at least sound effects work really good. (laughs) We got something going it's you know it's a good podcast when you have a really good guest and all of your technical stuff goes to crap and you're just freaking out because you want everything to go well and then nothing goes well and everybody loses their connection and all this this is one of those shows we welcome back to the pp1 podcast part of the hockey podcast network a menagerie of hockey shows and DraftKings promo code thpn we welcome back to the show a guest who came on during the summer and after a Casey DeSmith trade, we chatted about uh, bad days ahead. Well, Joe, Joe Bartnick, comedian, hilarious man extraordinaire. If you haven't seen his show, check it out on YouTube. He's a riot. Not like a Canucks riot, but a laughter riot. Um, <laughs> it's, also on, it's also on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I'll watch it on the big TV. Maybe that's what we'll do. Um, Joe, things have gone pretty well, but before we get to that how are you doing man like how are things uh things are fantastic you know just doing tons of stand my crap no no you're sort of still there yeah um things are fantastic you know tons of comedy oh (laughs) you can tell me about it when he figures his shit out how about that yeah no uh things are going great you know tons of comedy touring and uh Doing a little bit of acting and some writing and tons of hockey stuff with uh, my puck off podcast and I might be and I'll be launching a new one very very soon. I, I, I along with puck off that it's going to be mostly penguin stuff with a uh, penguins uh, one of the best writers the penguins uh, on the penguins beat. But I don't want to jinx it because it's in preliminary talks. I'm knocking on wood and uh, you know hanging out with you with you guys. Nice. Tell us a minute. Tell me a little bit more about. Obviously, I want to know where you're touring these days. Um, acting. I didn't. You, you're acting in some stuff. I'd be curious what you what you got going on there. And then I'd like to hear a little bit more about this podcast too. Well, I was in Old Dads, uh, the movie on, on Netflix. Uh, Bill Burr and, yeah, yeah. and Bo Keem and um, you know uh, Bobby Carnavale. And uh, that, and I'm doing. A, we're doing. I'm shooting some shorts right now that'll be up on the All Things Comedies YouTube page, and maybe they'll turn into movies. And I'm in. I have a mini part in Soda, 
uh, the club soda Kenny little thing. Of, uh, he's a detective soda, so that's pretty fun. Uh, and we're shooting some stuff in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, let's talk some hockey, guys. People yeah, care yeah, about yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, we obviously care about you. I mean, that's uh, like the Netflix thing. I haven't got a chance to watch it. It's on my short list, Old Dads. I mean, how can you not like Bill Burr stuff, right? But It was the number uh, one movie in 87 countries for three weeks. Crazy. Craziness. Um, how are how are you how are you feeling about the penguins these days? I get we got like trade deadline is up and coming. We still don't know if they're gonna be sellers or not, or if they're gonna hold on to their chips. And I mean, I feel like you kind of have to play that into a mode when you got like Latang and Malkin and Crosby there. Like how many more years before you can just start saying we're gonna wait till next year and build up? What do you think is gonna happen? Um, I think they were probably gonna keep Jake only because I think. As soon as Jake goes, all you're doing is looking for somebody that can play with Sidney Crosby. And no one has ever played with Crosby as well as Jake Gensel. Now, I would give him a uh, you know, give him a $10 million contract, but I would not want to have the solid no trade. I give maybe three years no trade, and then when Sid's uh deal is up, then you know we can ship you anywhere, Jake. Uh, if he doesn't go for that, maybe a partial no trade. But I would be looking to move a lot of the other dead weight on the <laughs> Penguins. Uh, you know, uh, Raquel Raquel uh, has been okay, but I think a contender would take him. He is a reasonable contract. Ryan Graves has been an ultimate disappointment. Oh, I never saw a big guy that didn't he, – he doesn't hit anything by accident. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I would, uh, you know – this is I don't know. I, I don't know if the Djokovic is the answer in that forever, but if someone's willing to, and I like Jari, but Jari's not incredible. And if someone would want to get out of under his contract, because we have two guys in the minors that can play, I don't mind that. And the first, and I would make sure that Riley Smith is on the different team at the deadline. I've never seen somebody want to be on his old team more than Riley Smith. He was a great penguin for a month, then he went to the White House with his old team. And it was like he saw his old girlfriend. It was like, oh, what am I doing? I want to go back. It's like too late, Riley. But I get rid of him because there's guys in Wilkes-Barre Scranton that can give you as much as Riley Smith for a lot less money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I, I agree on the Gensel thing. I think, like, it's pretty hard to want to let a guy like that walk if you don't have a ton of time with the old boys that are still there. Who still got it. You know, I'm not just calling them old boys because they're old boys, but – what do you well, think? Well, Latang has though? played great. Latang has played. It's almost like you need a Carlson to actually make Latang play defense. Uh, Latang has played great <laughs> this year, and his partner, a lot, uh, his partner, uh, the other Pedersen, the Dragon uh, Pedersen, he's been great. Uh, his other, on defense, Marky so P. yeah, Mark, Mar Marky Pedersen. Uh, we call him the Dragon. Um, now, Gino was, I, I think he was second star of the month in October, and then the old legs caught up to him. And he's like an old rock star, you know? He can, he can, he can jam out for one song here and there or give you a good game, a good two games. And a lot of times he looks old, but he's Gino. He's still got some magic. Uh, and Sidney Crosby is, this is one of the four or five best seasons he's ever had. I mean, he's like, Playing like pre-concussion, Crosby. He's been he's been, Crosby. he's been incredible this year. So, wow. uh, really, he has been. And some and Laura Zeller's played okay, pretty good. 
The Charis played okay. There's been some other guys that played okay, but in general, I thought and the supporting cast has been a little subpar. And but okay, but I would just move out the guys that I think have trade value and just go younger. Because I mean, it's you know, I mean, you, 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 some guy from most America can play almost as good as Riley Smith, and then you're out from under that contract. Man, I was just looking up Ryan Graves like no trade clause, like full no trade the whole way through four and a half million per. Like how hard do you think it's going to be to move a salary like that? Uh, like what has to happen? Do you got to put a sweetener in? You got to give some to move that off your roster or cause he hasn't showed well since going there. I don't know. We're maybe, in a similar but, spot with a bunch of our guys. You've been there before. I totally get it. No, I mean, maybe, I mean, there's been some miraculous trades that, I mean, I couldn't believe what we dumped to get rid of Eric Carlson. I mean, I think we talked about the last time I was on. I mean, we gave him a garbage can of oh, crap. <laughs> so, you know, I, what, what I, said, I, said, I'm like, I mean, nice dude, I mean, Dubas can do anything. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, would it take, I'm not even against, I'm not against grace. Cause I mean, God Charles came in here. Paul Martin came in here and struggled their first year. So maybe Graves isn't a lost cause. I'm just looking at like, if somebody wants them, they can have them, uh, you know, but I, I'm not dead set on moving him. Like we have to get rid of him. But right. I think, I think Riley is a piece that can be, because the ultimate thing is to kind of get better on the fly, right. To, to rebuild on the fly, to, while Sid and Gino are still here to kind of not bottom out completely. So they still have a reason to show up and be happy. So I think the, the guy, the guy to move would be Raquel and, or in Riley. Cause then, okay. They still got Jake. They still got, you know, they still have Eller here. They still have a, uh, you know, um, Rusty who's been great, you know, yeah. so there's, there's, there's still enough pieces, but what's Riley going to do? Okay. I have, I, I know Ryan, you want to go on this too. And I know that you're having troubles earlier. What about like, we continue on like the Pittsburgh West hometown discount. You guys give us Gansel for like a song in Kuzmenko or something like that. So we can make room for him. He comes here, he plays, we win a cup in Vancouver. And then in the off season, he just signs that $10 million contract with Pittsburgh. The rest of the That's way. a great scenario. Years. That is such a good scenario. <laughs> Joe, can you please make sure that this sounds great? Can you just put in a request? Would that be okay? Can we do something like good. that? I, I, I can make a few calls. <laughs> I if they really bottomed out completely and had no chance, I like Kismenko. I I I I'll give you Raquel for Kismenko all day long. I know Wait, you're trying to get rid of Kismenko. You know, uh, I think it's going to take more than Kismenko to get Jake. But you know, of course, uh, you know, yeah. a, a couple bad. You know, if we're really out of it, who knows what Dubas will do? Uh, but you you know, I I'll take Kismenko. Uh, you know, I I I think he's serviceable. You know, he, yeah. he's, he, he played good last year, change of pace, maybe having, maybe having Gino set him up, you know? Um, but yeah, you guys, you know, you guys, uh, you got Sammy Lafferty, who I always loved and he's playing great. You guys, and they got talking out there and you got Jr. It's uh, you know, it is Pittsburgh West. We, you know what? And we're fine with that. We are <laughs> so fine with that this season. Pittsburgh West, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it Toronto West for all we care. You can call, you can give it whatever name you want. If there's a Stanley Cup going through Vancouver, you can call it freaking, you know, the Barney Parade. I don't care. I really, you put a name on it. Put whatever name you want on it. Stanley Cup in Vancouver, you know, 
It's the hey, floor. You've got carte blanche to call it whatever you want. I, I'm 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 a Ricky Tockett guy. So and I and I love Sammy Lafferty, and uh, I'm rooting for you guys. You got, you got J. You got you got J. T. Miller. I've always been a Brock Besser guy. Pedersen is playing great hockey. You know, I'm 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 pro Vancouver Canuck all the way. It's funny. I feel like we talked about Brock Besser going to Pittsburgh like a season or two ago when we were when by we probably me was thinking that. And I mean, a lot of people thought that, you know, are, are we still going to get a Brock Besser that can do the 30 plus kind of like, can he contribute not just his 200 foot game, which he kind of uh, figured out, but even the goal scoring. And it seems to he's shaken all the demons and all the stuff that's really been going on in his life. And now he seems like this player that's almost been like freed. But we were talking about him a season ago, and I feel like we mentioned Pittsburgh as maybe one of those destinations that he could go to. And now, you know, it's funny that we're taking, well, the better version probably, but we're all saying like, well, we want your Brock Besser and Jake Gunsel. I, I was th- I was going to say, it's kind of like that Jake Gensel is, he plays a lot like, Bro- he's a lot like Brock Besser, except he's a little bit dirtier. Yes. And I don't mean dirty, cheap shot dirty. He just gets, he's a little greasier. Mm-hmm. He's like, Grind a he, little he's more. like, he's like, he's like Brock Besser and an Van Halen t-shirt and a jean jacket on. <laughs> hey, we don't know that Brock Besser doesn't have a Van Halen t-shirt, so you can't, you can't prove he doesn't. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying he's more, he, he, and he takes, he goes into way more of the dirty area, but Brock Besser stepped up his dirty area game this season. But Jake is much, has much more a nose for the net. Besser's a little Besser has a little bit more sniper in him. Jake has a little bit more playmaker in him and a little bit greasier. But they're totally. very comparable players. Totally. And the only thing about Jake is knock on wood, he's taking a lot of the same beatings, but somehow seems to bounce up. And that's one of the ma- everyone's major concern about giving him an eight-year deal is he's a smallish guy who's taking an insane amount of punishment. And how's he gonna last, you know, in year six, seven, eight? So well, that's, that's those are that's, things you worry about down the road, though. I mean, right now you're like, well, we're gonna stand the cup with this guy. So. Well, I, it's Vancouver, I'd say absolutely. I mean, yeah. and you know, J, Jr. is gonna go all in. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I know a few of the shows today. Um, I just saw bits and pieces on the the Canucks Twitter, the Donnie and Dollies, and Sakaris and Price, and yeah, that's basically the talk. Like, what's left? What's left to do? Because it's really looking like this team might be ready now the playoffs are a whole different animal and we could find out they're a stellar regular season team and they are not battle tested to be a playoff team and maybe maybe that's wrong but you know you're absolutely right i think the canucks are it seems like they're going to be all in what does all in look like i think is the question coming in a month or so but um the main one and i know ted you probably didn't bust his balls on this but um Hmm. not yet the whole casey de smith thing i want to you know I just want to put you in your place, Joe, that uh, apparently uh, Kennywood doesn't have any height restrictions anymore because uh, Casey DeSmith uh, can ride all the rides in Vancouver if we want. He can go to the PE and he's got his pick of the litter out here. That's that's great. I, I, I just, <laughs> for Rick Tockett's sake and Sam Lafferty's sake and everyone who I know, all the beautiful people of Vancouver, you better put him in bubble wrap after Easter because. All I'm saying is, every time it's playoff season, he's uh, at the hospital. <laughs> well, hopefully, he's expecting a child. <laughs> the best availability, the best, the the you know, the the best, uh, you know, he's never available when you need him. 
which is all a backup supposed to be is available. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. And you did bring that up. We've been kind of DMing over the past couple of months and you said, yeah, uh, things are all fine and dandy right now. Just wait it out till later in the season. So I'm going to hold you to that. And, I hope yeah. and, I hope and how much that. is he playing? He gets exposed after three games. See, the, the great thing is Demko is playing incredible. That's yeah, that, that that's what you need. Because yeah. the more you see of Casey the Smith, the less you see of him because he gets smaller and smaller in net. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. Um, He's not a very big guy. I was like kind of no. shocked. It's such a it's such a shock actually seeing him like, you know, between the pipes after the game, like after watching a game with Demko and who's like six four, right? Six five or six three. And a big guy like a mountain of a man, and then you see you see DeSmith come in, and it just doesn't even look like the, he's the literally same. between yeah, the pipes. It's, it's tiny, right? Like <laughs> he's, I bet, but he's been getting the job done. It's just, but yeah, he's not a big, he's not a big guy, that's for sure. But in spurts too, you know, he he, he plays good. Oh, two games, hey DeSmith, he's a he's a reasonable backup, and then he stinks for a week and a half, and then you're just praying your your guy gets healthy. So well, yeah, we're hoping that doesn't even get to the point where we need exa- him for that long. It, it, exactly. But that's that, any team. It, 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 and that was my – that's one of my major problems was, you know, Jari was never the healthiest guy in the world. And so we, we can't we can't have two guys that always get injured, right. especially when one, in my opinion, is little and mediocre. Um, I, I'm going to take a bit of a turn. This this hopefully you're going to enjoy. So, Joe, you're a you know, big Penguins fan, you know, lifer, right? You like, live and die, right? Oh, right? it's that's yeah, really what – after my wife, my – kid my two dogs is pretty much the, that, that they're they're next pretty much so i want i got a serious question to ask you sudden death great movie with jean-claude van damme darren mccord oh, wow. he actually saved the penguins franchise but because of all the damage to melon arena do you think that that was the reason that they actually eventually had to build the ppg paints uh arena because of you know all the explosions and the the helicopter they went through and also is that movie plausible would be the second question oh it's kind of plausible. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean it, didn't, it didn't look that outrageous at the time, other than Van Dam, you know, you know, whatever, winning, like you know, beating up or killing, you know, a thousand people. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but it, it seemed pretty uh, realistic in a way. I mean, he he's a better goaltender than the Smith. I was gonna say, <laughs> I feel like there's some low hanging fruit there. You got it. Not a way. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was just, I mean, it was just an old, old, old arena. And I mean, there's just cracks everywhere and everything, everything was just sold. But that's why everybody loved it. I mean, it was such a home ice advantage. The place would get so loud. It would rock so hard. The rat, the rats would intimidate all the opposing players, except the flyers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're used to Philly. No um, rats. Yeah. Uh, so blow, blow, rats. Blow, blow. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what i noticed too so i was i mean having some fun with it and i was looking last night and it's been a while since i've seen that movie but the whole point of that movie was that terrorists had the was the vice president of the united states held hostage at a penguins uh black Hawk stanley cup match like fast forward to today no one would even care they'd be like oh there's no way that happened let's we we got bigger things to worry about like that's where you're going to bring someone not an nba game not a major league baseball like we're going to put them in the stanley cup and we're going to blow up like no no i don't think so don't well think ho- so. Ho- hockey was much bigger in the 90s until, ES- until espn purposely tried to kill it yeah um you know and i don't even the vice president yeah who even cares 
Yeah. <laughs> It'd be scarier if they, they, they took the head of Apple or the head of Amazon would be a bigger deal. Yeah. It would <laughs> like, we're going to shut everyone's iPhone down. And, you know, yeah. That'd be scarier than whatever. We're going to get rid of Car- uh, you know, Carmela Harris or whatever her name is. Yeah. I, you know, that's not a bad idea for a movie. It's, you know, we're going to hold the world's technology ransom. Jeez. I think people, that, people would flock to the movies to see that. No, yeah, I think basically everyone would be right? too afraid. I think it, I think it's probably pretty close to happening. Honestly, it's like Black Mirror, except a two-hour-long version of it. Probably not what people want to see. I don't know. Who knows? I never knows? saw Black Mirror. I don't know. Oh, do don't do it, man. It's it's a series that once you see one, like you're really gonna start freaking out and get paranoid. It's it's just real enough, but a little bit far fetched. It's yeah. I don't know. It's like sudden death. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really, maybe it is a good show. Maybe it is a good show. Um, so you're on, I mean, you're out in LA, but you're following the, you know, hockey and everything. Like, what is your take on this whole Canucks thing? Because, I mean, we talk about it all the time. And, you know, we're, you know, right in the heart of it. And, you know, we've drank the Kool-Aid. We're inside the the vacuum. But, like, for somebody that isn't covering the Canucks every single week, like, what does it sound like on the outside? Especially someone that's not in Canada. I think they're playing great hockey and, you know, they've cooled off a little bit because who could be as hot as they were like before American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But I think they have all the elements, you know, they have a Norris, uh, probably winning defenseman. They have a Norris, I mean, a Vesna caliber goalie. Their top line's amazing. They got some strength down in the middle. I think, you know, you pick around the edges, you get maybe one or two more, you know, uh, thugs on the fence. And, you know, a couple, some cannon fodder on the third and fourth lines. You have a coach that's been there as a player and as a as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And um, you have a GM that's willing to do anything at the deadline. So I think you're right there. I think the key is always to, and they're probably going to win a division, I'll knock on wood for you, to not get in the 2-3 matchup and go play an easier wild card game. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess the other one, and I don't know, I thought this game – happened already but i guess it didn't so we're all in on the canucks things are looking peachy for us as a fan base and everybody's going crazy like this might be the year the oilers have basically thrown it in they were tanking right at the beginning of the season everything looked awful next thing you know the oilers are one win away from the longest winning streak in nhl history where do the oilers factor in now like or do we have to take notice on them? Obviously we do because things yeah. are an absolute wagon, but I mean, I still think like, is Stuart Skinner going to be the guy come playoff time? Like, is he going to be able to go the distance? Do they have a defense that's going to hold up for four rounds? Like what, what are you, what have you guys been thinking about that? I think that's the key of <laughs> getting the wild card and getting the bluesers from St. Louis or the LA Kings who <laughs> can't get it. Who can't get it. Uh, from under their own shadow and not ha- and then playing the winner of Vegas versus Edmonton. I think that's the key. Uh, I think Edmonton is absolutely scary yeah. because, uh, you know, McDavid is one of the two or three best players on earth and he's very, very hungry. And his, you know, and Batman to his Superman is one of the top five or six best players on earth. Now they got a guy, Corey Perry, who's been there and done that on the fourth line. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're like another guy. That's, another team is like one defenseman away. And then some, you know, there's been, you know, look at who won 
the cup last year in net. <laughs> not mm-hmm. exactly Patrick Waugh. Not so a brand name, say, yeah. Who's to say Stuart Skinner couldn't do it? You know, um, I think they're very, I, I think they're a very scary team for anybody because now you're saying you're going to, you're really going to beat Connor and Leon for, you know, uh, best of seven. And he's not going to carry, he's going to just put that team on his back being that close. Yeah. And in the, in the early, you know, early season struggles, they, they help teams get character. And now this team has gotten character. And it's and it's not just those two guys. Sometimes it's other guys uh, doing it. Uh, you know, sometimes this year, you know, they're getting. They're, I mean, look, Hyman's having a career year. The Nuge is playing okay. I think Perry's going to sc- score some big goals for them. They still get. You still got a Vander Kane, mm-hmm. you know, um, who had a, had a down at the beginning of the year, but now he's coming around. I I mean, I think it's going to be them versus Colorado. In the Western Conference, finals. I was going to ask you what's the really? Western Conference in your in your eyes, and the Eastern Conference too would be my other question. But so you think Colorado and Edmonton in the in the Western final, and what's your thoughts on the East? Uh, Florida and, and the New York Rangers. I, I I think Florida's learned a lot of lessons. The fact that Florida played so well without Montour, you know, at the beginning of the year, and the other kid I'm forgetting uh, who was. Uh, the great defenseman they have. I'm just spacing right now. Oh, Ekblad. Ekblad, yeah. They, they, I, I, I thought that was going to be a knock him out of the playoff picture. They came out on fire. Reinhardt's playing out of his mind. Barkov is still Barkov. Kachuk hasn't even really warmed up yet. And Bobrovsky has played fabulous. And they might even be even a little deeper in defense now because um, Oliver Ekman Larson has kind of like fought the demons off and, uh, you know, I, I, I think, and they play mean, they're a mean hockey team. Um, I like Florida Panthers a lot and I like the Rangers in the Metro. I've always liked them. Uh, I think they have so much firepower up front. I uh, so has been off this year, but who, who thought quickie would resurrect. And then their cool. defense was always not you looked at their six defensemen like those six guys are great they never seem to play as good as the sum of their parts this year they seem to be playing as good as the sum of their parts and now with Cheeto on injured long-term ir they can go out and get a center they need I, i'm not the biggest elias lindholm fan but i could see adam henry coming in there and playing some big time mm. minutes for them interesting what do you think it's going to take because we're all hearing the same names it's sounding like it's going to be more of a rental market than than like a long-term player that you can keep on your roster past the deadline but what do you like what do you think it's going to take to pry a you know a, a Lindholm or or a Henrik or even going the other way and trying to get like your hands on because it seems like all these guys are in Calgary like a Chris Tanev or something like that because you know teams are interested especially ones that are making that push uh, Tanev, uh, or Tanev, or let, let, let's go Henrique. Uh, uh, I, I think a first, uh, a good prospect and a guy that can play now. For Chris Tanev? No, for Henrique, he said. Oh, sorry. Henrique. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm not, I'm, I, I think Hannah would just be a straight up first round pick. That's it. Interesting. 
that's a weird thing to say this many years later. That's for sure. <laughs> it seemed like he was on tr- Vancouver's like trade deadline list for like four years in a row. And he would like always get hurt like days before the trade deadline. And there was always talks that he would go to Toronto and then like nothing would happen. And the return from Toronto was too low. It was always like a second or a third or something like that. And here we are fast forward 2024. And we're talking first round draft pick for, for guys like Chris Tanev and a first a player that can play now and a prospect for somebody like Henry, who's what, 32, I feel like now. Just wild, wild times right now because the market's kind of dictated that. I mean, I watch a lot of hockey and I really know players in the league. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I guess I am. I have a pretty good eye and I've liked Henry's game for a long time. And I I wonder why he's still in in Anaheim. I thought he'd been moved like three years ago. So I I think he's very valuable, but I'm not up to speed on exactly what people have been getting because I used to just be like, you know, a big time guy. It was the number one pick. That was always kind of the standard issue. But then oh. like, but then like Tanner Janot got, <laughs> they gave him like the whole farm team, you know, for Tanner Janot. So now I really have no idea what things go for, but I, I, I can't see Tanner going for more than that. You know, so, I mean, I, you know, that seems like, I mean, if, I mean, you're squeezing more in the first round pick. For Tanev, I would just swing lower. I because I, I don't see Tanev. Maybe I don't watch Western Canadian hockey as much as you guys do, but is Tanev a number two on a Stanley Cup winning team? I, I don't think so. I think he's a three four on a cup winning team. And I, I think, think he, you're right on that, definitely. He's, a, he's, he's a, a really he's a one or two on or he's a two anyway on a good team. But if you're gonna win the cup, if he is your guy, then you probably don't have enough to win the cup anyway. Yeah, I think the thought process in having that would be like you you pair a tan of an extremely defensively capable puck mover with a Hughes who and you just let him free will. And then that's 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 the idea of like freeing up a Philip Philip Peronic and then pairing him with someone else on your roster, and then you kind of have like two two solid defensive pairings with like a stud on each line, not saying that there's like tan as a two or tan as a four or something like that. But I think that's the thought process that everybody's sort of talking about. You guys want to hear DraftKings read? Let's do some DraftKings. Sure, we've been talking about the Vancouver Canucks for what feels like forever because obviously they're the best team in the NHL. And the best team in the NHL, you better be putting a bet on it. We know hockey games move fast. Both DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ace, even Quinn Hughes and his pulley deaky move. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Make sure you do check out those odds and lines on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's games. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks, five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. What was the code? THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey 
for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. No, I, I, absolutely. But let's just say for, for uh, craps and giggles that he goes to Toronto. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he's turning the tide of the Toronto defense around. You know, I mean, is, is he better than maybe, you know, uh, you know, Brody for sure. But I mean, it's not like, oh, well, now they got him. Right. You know, you know, I mean, it's like now they, 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 they you need two guys where it's not like he's going to be eating up 30 minutes. Like, it's like, I mean, he's not on the block, I wouldn't think, but like someone gets Roman Yossi. It's like, oh, okay. Well, now they have 30 minutes covered. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's your, that's kind of like you're all in willing to throw all of the cards in, right? If you're going right. to Roman Yossi, you're, you know, you're getting a Chris Pronger, you're getting a Niedermeyer, you're like, you're getting a, a minute munching defenseman that can score, that can, you know, make plays. I mean, like you said, he's not on the block, but. Or, or, or like, you know, like, like I know that Carolina has an excess of, uh, of defensemen that, that are pretty good. You know, like I would think like, like, could you get Pesci or Slavin? Oh, that would be for, amazing. For like, like a one, you know, like that's, I mean, like, I, you know, like that would change the course of a lot of teams. I, I just, I'm not sold on Chris. To me, it's always like, who's Chris Tanev ever beat? Yeah. Who do you like more? Do you like Tanev? Or the <laughs> yeah, other guy is like, yeah, the other guy's yeah. Hannafin, right? That's the other one that everybody's talking about, possibly to being able to pry out of Calgary. And yeah, and exactly. Like, well, who's he ever beat? Like, everyone in Calgary, they had this huge, like, you know, oh, the Calgary, Calgary's never done anything. Yeah, well, I, I mean, he's I, never beat Tanev's never beat anybody because he's he's been with he's he's been with Vancouver like his whole career through all the dog days, right? So, but yeah, I understand what you're saying for sure. You know, I mean, and that's my other one of my other things I was thinking about too is who died and made uh, Bradtree Living a good GM? <laughs> <laughs> like, where's that ever been proven that he's a good GM? He's well, like messed up, you know. I, I've never seen him do anything that good. I, I think, think he's got the uh, he's got the JR like riverboat gambler in him, like where he's going to go out and make the big move or sign the big guy. But it certainly doesn't always work out for him. That's for sure. JR has three Stanley Cup rings. Hey, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're if we're slagging Calgary, like I'm here for it. I'm with you. Yes. No, I I know. I just <laughs> I'm just like they make it like you know well Brad sure living like he 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 all his signings this summer have been like the best ones he's made have been like. Okay, you know, Bertuzzi's been like, okay, hopefully he'll come through in the playoffs. Domi's been like, okay. Uh, you know, the, the the defenseman from Dallas via Anaheim's been, he, he's on long-term IR because they couldn't find a way just to get rid to, you know, to throw him in, to drown him in Lake Ontario. Right. Uh, you know, and Reeves has been and a circus it's clown. Do that. It's, you, you know, do which I called right when it happened. I go, well, I ain't Reeves. So it's like, you know, and what do you do in Calgary? You know, he ruined yeah. that franchise. So, so speaking of big contracts and free will, and what did you think of the the Willie Nylander deal? I think they had to do it. Um, you know, what what, what are they going to do? Let him walk? Yeah. They're going to trade him? I mean, well, see, I would be down. Like, I mean, I think I said in this podcast four years ago, I said you trade Mitch Marner for Drew Doughty. And you end all your problems, but they didn't do, but they didn't do that, uh, you know. And so they're just, 
Wouldn't Matt Eaton trade Marner now? Maybe I mean, I don't know, but you don't let your second best player walk. And Neely has been s- slow since he signed a contract, but right before that contract, he was arguably one of the 10 best players in the NHL mm. by far. Yeah. And um, that's what they make. So hopefully there's not another, you know, pandemic and the uh, salary cap goes up. They just have to grin and bear it until John Tavares comes off the books. Yeah. So this is like obviously a very important contract to Vancouver fans because of the whole Elias Patterson thing. We don't know. I mean, he's, we're not talking contracts right now. He's not going to sign until the offseason. We know for sure their camp's been waiting on the Willie Nylander contract. What do you think Patterson signs for? I think Pedersen should get eight times 13. Do you think it'll be eight or do you think it'll be shorter because he might want it to? Almost like the, you know, the Matthews thing, right? Yeah. Well, if he wants it to be shorter, then you you do whatever. Basically, your balls are in a vice. Yeah. You're going to do whatever he asks for because <laughs> you need to. Yeah, for sure. He's, it'll be blank he, check time. I mean, he's he's arguably the best player that the Canucks have ever had in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to 1970. We watched like 78. I, I I go back further in football, you know, in baseball and basketball because I'm in America. And the Penguins, I remember the Penguins getting killed by the Flyers in the early 70s, but that's about it. Uh, you know, so I mean, and what do number one centers, all star centers, centers on number one teams, centers that make you buy tickets and buy sweaters? They make over, they make 13 million at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 13 million, I don't care who writes it or whoever says it in Vancouver, 13 million, he'd be doing a discount. He could he could he could ask for 15 and JR would probably have to pay it. That's the scary thing. You're right. You're I mean, that's that's the problem. And we had this conversation. I feel like every any Canucks podcast or any show has talked about that for the last well, Ted, you brought it up. Basically, when the the dual deals got signed, when uh, PD and Hughes both got signed, you know, if we're and I probably said this too, like if you're having to make a decision on man, I can't believe we have to pay this guy twelve or thirteen or fourteen or fifteen million dollars. You're probably in a good place. Well, we're in a good place now, <laughs> and now you know, you know, it's come to a pasture, and we're like, well. Now we do have to figure this out because they're going to have to pay him. And I think, again, that's probably why they likely are all in the season because it's going to look like a different team next year unless everybody decides to play along and think, well, money's not the biggest thing, which we all know that's not true. Lies. Lies. Yeah, it's it's lies. So you're going to see a PD get anywhere from 12 to probably, I think 12 to 13 is probably what you could see him make. And I'm sure they'll argue till they're blue in the face to make sure that that's what they can hopefully get them for. Because Joe, you're absolutely right. He probably could be making anywhere upwards of 13, 14, $15 million. If I mean, open market, he would definitely get that. And it wouldn't even be, nobody would blink and be like, who's the first that can offer it to him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at how stupid some teams are. I mean, the Kings gave puke Dubois almost 10 million and he, he's working awful. out super well though. Oh man. He's, he's he's working on ruining his third franchise. That's got to be. It's a hat trick. It's a contract hat trick. It is. That's he's, so. He's, awful. he's the absolute worst. And I called it. I still can't. It still makes me sick. That's why I call him Puke Dubois. Every time I hear his name, I want to puke. 
Oh, he's such a blah player too. Like I just don't understand. I get I get the idea of like this big center and this like strapping guy with draft pedigree, but he's never done anything. And everywhere he goes, you know, the, the team has to ask to the farm to get him on the roster. And then now you're just like hurting yourself asset wise to get him there. And then he takes the bag as well. And it's like, what does he do? What has he ever done? It's crazy. And, to me. and he just complains and wants out. He didn't want to play for the team his dad helped coach. That's all you need to know about. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe just doesn't like, just doesn't like hockey as much. Maybe just wants out. Maybe he's just trying to ruin as many franchises as he can. And just wants out. Just wants out completely. Maybe. Maybe take, one per- maybe take one of those personal leaves of absences. He's, uh, he's like the forward version of Erica Branson. It's like, why do we keep paying this guy? Why do we keep trade? Although Erica Branson's starting to earn what he's making, which is ironic, but. Well, what's funny about Gabranson is, is every team needs Gabranson. Every team could use a Gabranson. Every, every team bitches when he's on your team, and then as soon as he leaves, next day you're looking for a guy like like Gabranson. It's not his fault he makes too much money. Yeah, in in, in a in a role like a role designed for him, he 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 is a he is a good player, and I think he's like he's proved that over and over. Again. You can't put too much on his plate. If you're asking him to be a bottom pairing guy that's physical and take care of his own end, like, yeah, you've got a perfect guy for that. You're right, though, Joe, that 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 contract, those early contracts and then the double down, like really hurt his reputation, I think, with with fans and the rest of the league and teams and stuff when it comes to that. You can't have a role playing defenseman, though, like you can do that as a fourth line center or th- like Why not? You, not that type of role playing defenseman. I don't think, although you'd probably make the argument, well, what's the difference between him and Chris Tanev? And then one is just a defensively sound defenseman. The other guy is just filling a role. There, I think there's a difference there. Yeah, I think there's a place for guys like that. Just you can't be miscast if you if you're going to have a guy like that on his team. It's got to be a defined role. But well, that and you just can't pay him four million dollars. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I mean, if if Gabranson was making one two seven, there'd be thirty teams lined up to get him. You loved him. You'd love him, right? Like everybody yeah. couldn't stand Brandon Sutter. Making what was it four and a half? Yeah, and then and then when they re-signed Brandon Sutter at league minimum to play fourth line center, everybody loved the deal, loved it. That's true. You're not lying there. I've got a question for you guys. So trade deadline's coming up, and this is typical Ryan throwing something out there, and hopefully it sticks. Do you see a world based on where they're at in their organization, and I mean this season, you know, below the playoff bar? Do you see, and I've heard some rumors, but do you see a world where Trevor Zegras gets traded this trade deadline? Yes. Crazy. And to say. If if you were going to pick three teams, because he's make his cap hit is like gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> that you talk about an Erica Branson contract, like, geez, he's only making one point seven more than that, and you're getting a guy that could easily help a team that he's excited to be on. Joe, who would you have like three teams, maybe? Or I don't know, one out of the West, one out of the East. Who would you have uh, Zegers going to? Um, I think a team that could use some scoring, obviously, and has enough players around him that he can be a little flashy, but maybe has some leadership that can rein him in. Um, you know, maybe Carolina. That's you know? what. I, yeah, I'm, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, may, may, maybe in Nashville. Ooh, maybe St. Louis. You know, Armstrong likes to swing big. Yeah, you know, arms like I mean, I'd say Seattle, but he doesn't seem quite like a Ronnie Francis kind of player. Hmm. Nashville, I like. 
I, I mean, where, where, where he should go, but it's an albatross for everybody. I don't wish it on anybody is he should go to Columbus and try to add some excitement to that team. But every time they get somebody exciting or try to get somebody into that building, they could, no one wants to stay. So I don't, I don't wish that on Zegers to, to get traded there. But I mean, <laughs> that's who he should go. Or he should go to heaven forbid Ottawa. Because, uh, yeah, we, that was because we've yeah. been hearing because we've been hearing about them for the last ten years, and they don't do anything right either, you know. But I mean, he should go somewhere because to me, three three years ago when Zegers hit the, hit the open market, and he was on the scene. It's like, oh my god, he's so flashy, he's amazing, he's got his offense. Well, now the Ducks drafted a bunch of guys that are really good and offensive, and they don't need Zegers anymore. And Zegers is not a, a, is not a um the GM. I'm spacing on his name right now. Uh, of the duckies uh oh verbeek pat patty verbeek he is not a pat verbeek player <laughs> if they were on the ice together pat verbeek would demolish him <laughs> he'd be like targeting him yeah <laughs> so you know and, but you know three years ago he was perfect for the for the duckies they needed his offense but now with they got young they got stud i mean they got studs on offense now leo carlson is a stud uh mason marchment is a stud you know, uh, I'm sorry, McTavish. I always, I always get them confused. Marshman's in Dallas. McTavish is in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. McTavish, does your McTavish remind you like a Verbeek back in the day? Like that kind of player? He seems like that kind of guy. I um, I actually have, I think I think young McTavish is better. I I, I think he's a, I think he's a more more of a playmaking ability. He plays center. I I, I think he's more offensively well rounded. I don't know who you'd want more in a knife fight in Harlem. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably Patty Verbeek, but you know, um, still even at his age, I still want him. Yeah, so you know, but 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 I that Marchman kid is. I mean, McTavish is just I, Marchman in Dallas is amazing too. But uh, yeah, there's they just have a lot of offense right now that you know, and they they still got Troy Terry. I, you know, it's I think Zegers can move because they're he, they're building something in Anaheim. They they show flashes to me every now and you know you know they're they're better than you think they are. That yeah. being said, then do you think based on that, like do you think that maybe they hold out and kind of play it out a la Brock Besser and just hope that you know they can get more out of him that he kind of turns a corner and he becomes that star that they kind of drafted him to be? Maybe it's a similar story, right? I mean, there was there was a year or two here where mm-hmm. Brock Besser Brock Besser was the he was the player, right? He was the guy. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's like a slippery slope sometimes. And it can be when you, you start to draft, like Joe said, better guys, like better hockey players, better overall players. And you felt maybe like this isn't the guy we're going to rebuild around, but can that player sort of like assimilate into a role as like a supporting player, not the guy. And not every player can do that. Right. I mean, there was, you know, the Cavalier and, and Richards in, in, in Tampa that that somehow made it work when it was pretty clear that Vinny wasn't the best player. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I could see a situation where it does work, but I think, I think it's also, you know, likely that he does get moved. And I think like Ottawa is a perfect example, Joe as a guy that of a team that he could end up on. And, and I love the Carolina thing too. And, and I could, I know it's weird, but I could also see him end up in a place like, you know, Washington, playing in that like Alexander Semin role or something like that too, right? I mean, they've been known to have some softer players on the wing because they can augment it with some tougher guys on the roster that are heavy and can play. And maybe that's where he needs to go, somewhere where he can can help score on a, on, on a wing with some tough players and, 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 and fit in a role nicely where he doesn't have to be a complete player. I don't know. 
you made so many great points, Teddy. <laughs> it was, it really, I mean, that's exactly. That's all I can say. It's ex exactly what you said. Even, that's you know, I mean, I mean, have, even in Boston, um, you know. He really makes the have, show tick. You know, even yeah. Boston, you know, they, they have the structure. He's not going to be pulling his stuff in Boston with that leadership. Oh, no. you know, no. or, or pulling that stuff with Sid, you know, I mean, and, and not that he's a Malkin Hill by any means. It's just he plays his showboat offense and has his, has, doesn't know what back checking is. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's just it's one of those things where he's maybe not a winning player. And yeah. I think. And I think Verbeek is trying to build winning players. Mm -hmm. But I'm not trying yeah. to knock. I'm not trying to knock the kid because people learn. People learn how to become winning players in this league. So he won't be the first. If he, he won't be the first to, I'll be an I offensive. Think sometimes player. it just to be too. You know, it's like I mean, look at I mean, look I mean, look at Stevie Eiserman. He was points, 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 and then <laughs> Scotty Bowman comes to town, and then he becomes the ultimate warrior. Yeah, it was. I mean, he completely changed his game around, right? I mean, he could have been a 120 point guy every year, but he was like 85 point guy. But you're never going to score when I'm on the ice, right? And, right? And, and I don't know if Zegers has that. No, but he but he could be he could be more dis, de defensively responsible, and, and and you know and just take take some of the, you know, I mean, but but that's why he's on the cover of magazines and he's on video games and that's why he's famous. Yeah, he, he makes a couple of Michigans and does some flash. So you know, it was great for the organization. Oh. I, I I don't want to knock Zegers. I I really I I like I enjoy watching him play. But you asked me if he might get traded. I think oh, he certainly could be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, New York, New York if we're talking Rangers, yeah, a hundred percent. But if we're talking about you know, go back to 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 Philly moving Richards and Carter. Like before that season, did we ever see that happening? Like no way. There was no way. Like that was going to be the team that they were going to build around. Those guys won, you know, World Junior Championships before making their way over to to Philly, and it was like they looked like they were the real deal. And then boom, you know, guys guys were moved. Right, LA and Philly making moves together, and then guys have success when they move on. Maybe that's what happens with Seagrass. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if I at some point the NHL stopped making big trades, yeah. Or rare, rare bigger trades. Mm -hmm. They're they're rarely done now. I mean, for most of my lifetime, big trades happened a lot. <laughs> People got moved. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, and now it's with the cap. I think has changed. Like, well, we can make that move, but the money has to work out. Before, just like screw it. We have money. We want to make this move, or didn't matter because we'll find a way to make this work. You know, in the off season or something. So it just it, happened. Yeah, and I've used this point. Um, on for I've used this reasoning for different points, but I'll use it for this one too. You know, when there was six, when there was twenty-one teams and twenty-three teams, twenty-four teams, well, most of the teams made the playoffs. GMs were way more wheelie dealy because they figure out oh, we're going to make the playoffs anyway. <laughs> Let's yeah. just change it up. You know, that's why you know that's why there was more fun in October, November, December, January, February. There's a you know six, six five games. And, or three games or more running gun because every point didn't matter quite as much. Mm -hmm. Now it seems like people are so close to the vest. Like, well, we're, we're pretty good with this guy. We could probably be an ace seed with this guy and not be like, well, if we make this trade, we could be a third seed. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. because now it's like, well, if the trade doesn't work, then we're out of the playoffs. Whereas before yeah. people just went for it because 
they they pretty much knew they were making the playoffs. Yeah, you got a guy that's going to be in the roster. Like, well, fans are going to enjoy him in the first round at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just kind of like, well, you know, we're making a playoffs, so let's shoot for the stars. Now it's like, oh my god, the, you know, the, there's ten teams a point behind us for the eighth seed. We better watch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah, like, love Keith Carney and Eric Weinrich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, are we going to make the playoffs? Like, I don't know. Maybe we're going to make the playoffs, but we're also going to offload this guy that's making six and a half million. So now we're set up for next year. Like, I mean, two things can be true, right? You can you can make a trade and 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 deal these guys off your roster, and then still set yourself up to to have money to spend come free agency. Terribly, I'm sure. But well, I mean, that was my that's coming full circle now. That's what I'm trying to say about you know Riley. You know, let him go back to yeah. Vegas. We'll we'll use his five million dollars somewhere else. There's yeah, the guy coming up can be oh well, can't be that much worse than what a, than what Rod is giving you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Joe. I know you're yeah. going to be getting low on your uh, your battery life, so we'll make sure that we have a, a nice, pleasant, you know, finale. Um, <laughs> you've you've got uh, your next little bit of your comedy tour coming up. When uh, first and foremost, when are you coming out to BC? I want to get to Vancouver. Uh, I want to. I, I told my agent a couple of weeks ago we got to get some uh, dates. In uh, Western Canada, for sure. Kelowna is a great spot. You should come to the Revelry and do a show. Yeah. The Revelry, right? The Revelry, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty banging little place. But uh, tell everybody, uh, I mean, because we're bringing you on as a, we know you're a hockey guy, but the people that maybe don't know you, um, spew you, some uh, facts about Joe Bartnick, the comedian extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the people who have listened, like, this guy better be a comedian. He doesn't know anything about hockey. <laughs> Like, well, he's got a hat and a hoodie. That's a good start. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He has all the gear and a couple of That's nights. a great looking hat, by the way. I love that. Oh, thank, really you. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Joe Bartnick, uh, uh, com is my website. And I'm at Mr. Joe Bartnick on Instagram and just Joe Bartnick on Twitter and on Facebook. Don't follow my fan page, just become my regular friend. And uh, yeah, come see me. I do stand up all over the country and I get to Canada a lot. I haven't been here in a minute, though. And you can see me in Old Dad's the movie. If you have Amazon Prime, my special was on Amazon Prime, a killing in Chicago. It's good, know, man. It's thank good. You. It's funny. It, it's uh, there's there's some good bits in there that uh, I try not to remind my wife how funny they are. But <laughs> if you don't have that, you can watch it on YouTube. And if you have Netflix, I'm not only am I on Old Dad's, uh, the a big movie on Netflix. I'm also on Bill Burr's Friends Who Kill. I have a, I have a couple uh, minutes on that special. Man, this is this is awesome. I hear you on a, a, a comedian's podcast. I'm thinking he talks hockey. I wonder if he talk hockey with a hockey podcast. And here we here we are. Two oh, episodes. Yeah, and listen in. to puck off. If you like hockey, listen to puck off. There obviously. you go. See, you got stuff. You got stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I got you know. stuff. What is it? What does you say? That, and I don't say this like, is it better better than eggs? How do you say that? Oh well, what what happened? It was is one of your the, bits. There. No, what happened is it's been an egg. There it's you go. God, it's God bless. But okay. the uh, closed captioning thing messed it up and made it say better than. <laughs> I eggs. was gonna say, I'm like, is that a saying? Uh, so, oh man! So Super I just leave rude. it go because by the time you pay the change, I like, yeah, whoever You're did that, whatever, whatever AI someone used to do that, I was like, yeah. So I just say, yeah, look at the look how the AI does know mm-hmm. Italian. They think those computers are smart, but yeah. Uh, Better than egg. Better than egg. <laughs> See, Ben, Benedict means God bless. Okay. In Italian. Okay. And that's like all my aunts, everyone's, uh, my grandmother, all my, every old Italian. 
that's what they say when it's like anything like whatever say some little kid running they're like, like oh look at him look how he plays hockey so you don't say better than eggs that's not a saying not a saying that's how would you say that as an italian i'd have to i i, I don't know <laughs> i have to i don't know that's it. I, 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 I better, I better learn because I'm going to Italy in six weeks. That's, that's your next special. That's the next title of your special. Better, better than, than eggs. eggs. I don't yeah. get it. Like you're gonna have to watch the show. Figure it out. Figure yeah. it out. Um, All right, Joe, fellas. This is awesome fun. to have you, man. I hope it was okay. This okay. is uh, man talking hockey with anybody is okay. You're a blast, and uh, I mean, we uh, can always uh, bring back the Casey DeSmith thing. I hope you're still wrong the next time we chat. I, I hope I am for your sake too. I, I wish no ill will on Mr. Smith. Well, that's not what we said at the beginning. <laughs> you know, we can edit that out. It's fine. It's fine. Oh no, I'm, 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 I'm I, 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 have, I, I have the, the, the Djokovic I'm very happy with, and believe me, us Penguins, we have our own problems now. Casey DeSmith is now the least of our problems. There you go. Perfect, Joe. Thanks so much for coming by. We really appreciate it. Bye, fellas. Have a good yeah. one. Appreciate it, Joe. Say, Thanks, say hi to say hi to Ricky Tockett for me. You yeah. know what? I've got him on speed dial. Sweet. Thanks, Joe. Man, always a pleasure. He's so funny. I, you know, I like talking to Joe because, like, he just knows his shit when it comes to the East. And like, just like he was saying, I don't watch enough West hockey to to know everybody inside and out. I mean, I feel like I, you know, inadvertently feel the same way about the East sometimes. Man, it's good having those kind of guests on. I enjoy them. I think it's you're you're right though. It's kind of funny. Like we're almost done here, but it is kind of funny when we always complain, like, oh, the East never watches West Coast stuff. I'm like, well. Do we always watch the East Coast stuff? I mean, sometimes, you know, it, I mean, bits and pieces. I'm usually watching the end of an East game before the Canucks game. That's about it. Yeah, like we're watching important games. Like, you know, you're tuning in for a, you know, a Rangers-Boston game or like, sure. I, don't, I don't know, on purpose watch Toronto, but like, you know what I mean? Like we're... we're you're kind of forced to see it anyway. Yeah, we're we're watching we're watching games that, that mean something that are, that are appropriate, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tune in for a Pittsburgh game or a Caps game or something like that because they're fun games and you just never know, right? But yeah, I don't go out of my way to watch, you know, I watch 82 Canucks games a year. Yeah. Which and is I'm, prob- I'm probably not spending any more than like another 20 or 30 watching Eastern Eastern Conference teams. So. Exactly. No, I hear you. Um, the All-Star game is this weekend. and yeah. uh, Or All-Star, whatever you want to call it. There's a fan draft or the the draft that'll be interesting again. That's, I can't wait to see that. Like honestly, I'm really stoked for that. I hope it. I hope it's better than last time. I mean, last time was pretty sweet with Phil Kessel. Last time was pretty good. Like yeah. last time was pretty. I mean, and wasn't Kessel the perfect guy to like be oh, selected was, last year? Yeah, too, right? it worked out well for him after that, didn't it? Yeah, he did okay. Um, I was thinking like the NHL All Star Game. It's I mean, all All Star games are pretty tough. And this skills comp for pretty much any sport is usually the reason you watch dunk competition, uh, home run derby. Hockey has like a bunch of things like hardest shot, I guess. But, you know, there's there's kind of a, a collection of things I was thinking to really make it worthwhile. And I know I think they said for the skills, like the winning team gets like a million bucks or something I like think that. It's, I think skills comp is the winning player gets a million the winning bucks. player gets a million yeah. bucks. I'm sorry. Which is like it was weird saying like, you know. And I'll let you finish your thoughts, sorry, but it was weird seeing Miller talk about it. I don't know if you saw this interview that they did in the dressing room. They're like, hey, like, what are you thinking you're going to do well in? You, you're going to be in for some of these skills comps, right? And you'd be yeah. like, hey, there's, you know, a million bucks on the line. That's a lot, that's a lot of money, right? To, yeah. 
you think pro athlete, you know, they eight and a half million dollar contract, million bucks drop in the bucket. Not that way, man. A million bucks means something to these guys. And maybe they do something a little extra when they're out there to try to like get the bag, right? So I was thinking if they had it for like the winning player or something like that, that they tie in like some real life stakes as far as the NHL goes, like if the winning player, like his cap hit comes off for the rest of the season or something. Oh man, that would be something. Like, could you imagine all of a sudden like, geez, like you want to make it like, listen, we're going to do everything in her power to get you to the all-star game. Now fans are going to vote in like, I mean, you'd be voting in all the top guys anyway, but now all of a sudden you've got some real stakes. Like, listen, we could use $5 million or $8 million or $10 million prorated or whatever. Like all of a sudden, like we can add a Trevor Zegers at the deadline or a, like, could you imagine? People would be pissed. Like bonkers. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I couldn't even express how mad people would be. That's like, I mean, I like the idea of like, I would tune in for sure. and I like the imagine idea. It's, it's fun to be like winning conference gets home ice advantage. Like, but imagine the breakaway relay coming down to like I don't know. Like, let's just say it was the Canucks, for example. Let's say it's Elias Pettersson versus um, was it Bobrovsky? I guess in the East, right? Sure. And or or Hellebuck or something like that. Like, could you imagine? You've got one breakaway, and it's going to decide. Like, holy, if Pettersson scores. And let's just say this is a next year thing, right? Yeah. You know, if Pedersen scores, there's $10 million that comes off the cap to the rest of the season. As if you don't, like, I know that is super, like, lame and, you know, very, uh, you know, circusy. But, I mean, that would be a real value. Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking, like, the All-Star game has now become, like, the must-watch thing in the NHL because you're thinking, like, there is like a billion players that I would love to have on this team for three months. Oh my God. There's, I mean, yeah, maybe a million. The, the team, the team going like, can you imagine, you know, one player's cap hit coming off or something like that? Like that's why 5 million bucks would be like, that would be like seasonal. <laughs> that could possibly be season altering. I yeah. just don't think they would give a winning team that much of an advantage for a halfway point in the season contest. It'd be, I mean, even the home ice advantage thing would be whack, right? Because mm-hmm. say you're mm-hmm. in the final and you only had, you know, a few representatives, you barely got to take part in it and the other side won yeah. the skills comp. And now you're you're the one paying the price for that in, in, in the Stanley Cup final for your team losing the skills competition, which you had no control over whatsoever. Right. Like right. All that work you do in the regular season, say you finish number one with a bullet and like Say the eighth team makes eight eight seed team makes it all the way to the cup final. Could you imagine giving up home ice advantage as the number one seed? Oh, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. And that's why you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you do it. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Shenanigans. Straight shenanigans. It, it would be bears on bicycles. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit like end stream tonight when we finish our show here. Oh, neat. Uh, I feel like I still have like a busted up rotator cuff from dodgeball last night. Mm. Yeah. That it's was uh, apparently when you throw nine innings worth of uh, fastballs in an hour straight, um, it's not good for a 40 year old man. So um, warm up kids is the moral of the story. And if yeah. you think you warmed up, warm up a little bit more. Warm up, stay fit, have fun. You, you only get one body. Um, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a few, you've got a few new body parts. So, I shouldn't. I shouldn't really talk. You got like a bionic thing going, so something. 
that's that's yeah. what I see. Um, so we got an early show this week, so that means we don't have one later in the week. So it's going to be a quite the lengthy. Wow, uh, I'm going to so much year. relaxing. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to finish some TV shows for sure. Um, All Star Game we got nothing watching else. A, watching a good show? Any good shows lately? So we got we're finishing up our our crave free subscription. So there's a, a mini series that uh, I've got a few of the books and have watched. It's called CB Strike. Okay. So he's uh, he's a, a PI and he fought I think in like Afghanistan, a British guy. And uh, anyway, they you know solve some murders and stuff. And the first season is, is that like, guy who runs around in Hawaii and he has that mustache. Nope, that's uh, Magnum. That's a totally different guy. That's me. Uh, no, this is a British dude. He's got one leg. He lost a leg from like a, an IED. Um, we were having a joke about this one at work. Like not, she's like an I like, no, not an IUD. Cause it's a, it isn't that it is an IED and explosive. Uh, anyway, so like the first season is only, I think like two or three episodes, um, as a mini series, second season, same kind of thing. Like it's based on a book. Um, JK Rowling is the, wrote the books and then they've, uh, put it on to uh, HBO uh, really cool show cool. really quick. You can hammer out the first three seasons or the first three books or a series or whatever you want stories um, within a couple nights. Uh, so we got a couple left of that for season five. It's looking good so far. They're about an hour long for these episodes, but super, super good. Like British kind of crime drama. Uh, if you have PBS, it's cooler than the PBS shows that if you're old that you, <laughs> If you watch this, probably nobody that listens to the show, but uh, yeah, pretty good. And then we got to finish up Westworld. We've got about three episodes left, but you just chugging along with those three seasons, right? Westworld. Uh, we're in season four. Season yeah, four. Season four. So yeah, anything for yourself? We uh, we just wrapped up watching Beef. So if you haven't watched Beef yet, that one's super weird. And also Beef. Beef. Yeah, it's about two people who have beef with each other. Oh, I okay. So it's yeah. nothing to do with a cow. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Jeremy Ewan uh, from from Walking Dead, and uh, um, I think it's, it's Ali Wong. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Anyways, um, it's it's really good, very fun, super strange, very twisty, turny, uh, intense, awkward, lots of things. It's it's, uh, hmm. it's definitely worth watching. And then we also just wrapped up the bear. Um, so if you haven't cool. watched that one, I definitely recommend it. If you've worked in kitchens, it's going to give you anxiety. If you haven't worked in kitchens, it's going to give you anxiety. Um, but it's it's actually, it's also very, very good. So I definitely would check that one. And we just started watching uh, Monarch. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's uh, is that on Apple? Yeah, Godzilla, Apple Kong Monarch? stuff. It's kaiju stuff, yeah. Oh, it's okay. I yeah, thought it was super... a monarchy. No, right. definitely not. No, it's uh, Monarch is the, the company that like, does all the finding out about giant monsters that live on the earth. Oh, so I like this. I think it's a, it's like a little this. more, yeah, it's a little bit more of a caper than just like a giant smash and monster movie. Um, but it's in the, you know, the Kong versus Godzilla universe with all the, the big players and the, the correct names. So pretty cool. I'd check it out if I were you. Sick. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully you can still hear me if my video hasn't cut out. Um, also, I went viral this week on the internet. <laughs> yes, somehow yeah, it's at like... I, the last time I checked, it was like 51,000 views. So awesome. <sighs> Sometimes I'm clever. Um, before my internet craps out, and it might have already, uh, everybody, this is the PP1 podcast. I'm joined by my buddy Ted. I'm Ryan. We're on the Hockey Podcast Network, a menagerie of hockey podcasts for absolutely every team and a few more. 
uh, DraftKings promo code THPN. That is pretty much all you need to know. So beyond, on behalf of Ted, who is assistant to the regional manager, I'm Dwiget Schrute. Enjoy the All-Star game. Go Canucks, go. Peace out.